Welcome back, everyone. This is the Author Revolution Podcast, and I'm your host, international best-selling indie author, Carissa Andrews. Author Revolution was started with a single purpose in mind, to help my fellow authors get out of their own way so that they can become profitable, best-selling authors. One of the things I get asked about a lot is, what do I need to do in order to become a best-selling indie author? Or how long will it take me before I can quit my day job and write full-time? The truth of the matter is, there is no easy answer, and certainly not a one-size-fits-all answer either. But over the past decade, the one thing I do know for sure is this. If you want to earn a living writing fiction, you have to write a lot. And when I say a lot, I don't mean just write and put it in a desk and forget about it. I mean actually write and publish as frequently as possible. If you've been hanging around me for a while, you already know that this is called rapid releasing. Now, if you want to take a deep dive into the ins and outs of rapid releasing, head back over to the podcast episode list and check out episode six, or you can go over to authorrevolution.org forward slash six and check it out there. Now, this episode isn't about rehashing what rapid releasing is or isn't. Instead, we're here today to ask the question, can rapid released novels be any good? It's funny because when I first entered into the Lakes Area Writers Alliance, which is our local nonprofit writing group, People were appalled at the mere mention of writing and releasing a single novel in the same year it was written. And this isn't even that. It's actually leveling it up another notch. But the question was still the same, and the answer is too. But before I give you that answer, today I want to introduce a special guest. My husband, Colin Andrews, is here, and together we're going to chat about the idea of good stories, where they come from, and whether or not you can produce them quickly. So, without further ado, welcome, Colin. You are officially my first podcast guest. And before we dive into the question about rapid release stories, why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and how long you've been writing? I've been writing for, I would guess, 20 years. You've been writing for 20 years? Okay, so my first book took 17 years, but... I was writing bits and pieces before then. So Not... you're so you're great at rapid releasing. Okay, so I've never published anything. <laughs> I've written plenty and published it in the closet. <laughs> or published it in the bedside cabinet. So you, mister, are like my ideal subject to try to yeah. get you going a little bit faster. Yes. For releasing? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. I mean, I have yeah. I mean, you already know that I'm trying to write or was trying to write four books. Right? And I got the first one done. I yep. got halfway through the second one done, and then I don't know what happened, but there was this wife <laughs> thing, and yeah, there wasn't well, a wife thing. It kind of went out the window after that, so there was no wife yet. Then there was busy, busy kids, more yes. kids, Lots more of kids. more kids. <laughs> oh, and then puppies, and then houses, and yes. then kids. So yeah. So you have a series that you're working on. There's a, it's a four part series. You have yep. your first book published, yep, and you have three more that you're going to be working on and trying to get out at some point. Yes. Now. You've obviously seen kind of what I've been doing over these years. Do you think at some point when you do go ahead and rapid release them mm-hmm. that you're going to do the the rapid release strategy? When I say rapid release them, okay, let's put rephrase that. When you go ahead and release them in period, yeah. <laughs> will you try to use a rapid release strategy? Yes and no. I will try and use... My wife, because she's really good at that stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will pay you to do it. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I would. That would certainly, I think, be the way to go, especially if they're already written. All right. So, 
for you, in order to rapid release, you feel as though you need to have your books finished first and then set up the rapid release afterwards so that they come out sequentially in that manner because you, you're, you don't feel like you have the time to write them all rapidly and then release them all rapidly. You're, you're not at that yeah, stage. Yeah, I think, I think something like that would probably make me panic yep. that I wouldn't get it done in time. Sure. Uh, I mean, you, you know how I feel about stuff. There's always something to get in your way. So I think that would stress me and not create a good story, at least for me, for my brain. Uh-huh. So I think I would need to have, for the most part, the bulk of it written out. If it comes down to just editing and then refreshing up stuff, then yeah, that be that would be fine. So, okay, going back to your first story. Now, I know that it took you um, however many years, 15 years, right, from yeah. start to finish. But yeah. that was, when you look at the amount of time that you technically were writing... Probably not a lot. Yeah. I was going to say, it's probably less than that. It was just sitting there kind of wanting to be written versus actually spending the time really writing it. So how long would you say, if you had to condense all that time down, how how long do you think it was really you focused on writing the story? For me, I would probably say probably maybe two and a bit months because I did a lot of research. There was a lot of stuff, at least for me, that I didn't know. Because, as you know, the story's based between the UK and the USA. I had to do a lot of research because I didn't know a lot of stuff over here at the time. Right. So I made sure I did my research because, I mean, you know how I feel about continuity. I hate discontinuity. So I needed to make sure everything was right. Timelines, um, time zones, where people were, what they were doing, how did it match in with what other people were doing, given their timelines, time zones, so on and so forth. So Right. And then, but the actual writing, once the research part of it, according to your standards, was finished, you were able to write pretty quickly. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's, I think, pretty typical. I think for me, with Pendamus, the first book, I spent probably, I don't know, three or four months writing. And the rest of that time was really trying to clean up my mess afterwards. Did you pants it or plot it out though? I can't remember. Uh, Oh, no, that one, I I completely pants that one. Yeah, see, so you'd probably do it a lot quicker now. Heck of a lot quicker. Well, you tell me, does it seem like I write a little bit faster now? I would have said you're close enough, probably close enough to at least get a one done a month. Yeah. That's how close you're getting. Yeah, we're getting there. It's yeah. just a matter of other things getting in the way. Okay, so in my experience, there are only a few things that really make the difference in writing good quality books. And each one is actually a little bit different depending on the writer. So first, the writer's overall concept of their craft. If you don't understand what makes a good story, then you have to start there at some point. You need to research the craft. You need to be able to uh, learn about story arcs, about how to be able to write a novel in a way that makes sense to the readers and their expectations. What do you think about that, Colin? Yeah, I think, at least for me, I think it's more, you've got to know your subject. And if you don't, you have to do your research. Because you do not want to be caught out wrong on anything you're writing, or at least if you can help it. Continuity is another big one for me. Right. And suspension of disbelief. So you, you feel like knowing your story really is kind of the, the kicking point for being able to write quickly, though. Well, it's like anything. I mean, if you, let's just say you sat down and you had to write about yourself for a day. That would probably be the easy, there'd be no end of subjects for you to write down because you know mm-hmm. yourself, you know your story. Sure. But when you're, 
You know, if you're delving into something like writing about witches or necromancers or, you know, there's a certain point where you're probably not going to know everything there is to know, probably not even maybe 1%. So you're going to have to do your research. If you do your research first, when it comes down to getting words on the paper, it will be so much quicker. Okay, now with Rising, which is your first book, did you completely pants that one or did you plot it? I pants the hell out of that. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yep oh yeah um but there were, like i said there were still things that i didn't know that i had to do research on mm-hmm. um and that took time sure did you research only story aspects of it or did you actually research how to write a good story i did a lot of that oh i did a heck of a lot of that. Uh, well sorry <laughs> both of them yeah, yeah yeah i was thinking well obviously the story i you know i told you i just did that but yeah um, you know, yeah, phrases, once again, because I was trying to write not just for the UK, but for the USA audience as well. So I had to understand, because there are characters, there are dual characters in the book. There are, there are characters from the UK, there are characters from the USA. So I had to understand and research how you guys would say things, mm-hmm. phrases, um, accents even. You know, that you know you can write accents in. So well, sure. I had to do a heck of a lot of research for that as well. But yeah, for writing a book, I mean, how to set out chapters, story arcs, prose, everything. Right. I didn't know. Yeah, I don't think anyone starts out knowing those things. I think it's it's a progression. You eventually, I don't know. I think it's kind of like that concept of when the student is ready, the teacher arrives. And it can be anything from like an aspect of your writing arrives when you now are ready to like learn it or take it on. And it could be a blog post, it could be a podcast, it could be whatever. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's the thing I, I didn't realize I was missing. Yeah, for the most part, at the end of the day, I think you're still your own teacher. It's what you look for and you take in mm-hmm. is what you're teaching yourself. And I mean, oh, wow, I must, the bookmarks just for how to write <laughs> alone had bookmarks that had bookmarks that had folders that had bookmarks. Right. There was... Did you have like yeah. a whole bunch of tabs open? Oh, yes. <laughs> like I oh, always yeah. do. And I, you know, I was constantly going back to them and refreshing myself. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're trying to do that amount of research on just how to write a book, not just your story, there's only so much your brain can learn in a day. Right. So you have to constantly go back to it and read it to refresh it for it to stick there. Right. Well, Or to apply it and yeah. have it stick there. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so, well, for me, uh, other than that aspect of it, with all trades, I think that the more that you practice something, though, the faster you are going to get. So that whole pantsing versus plotting thing, you end up learning new tricks to be able to get faster. And the more times you've written a story from start to finish, the better the overall mastery of that story becomes. But there's always that cap so that you can only type so fast, you can only talk so fast if you're dictating. Um but those little, there's always little quick tips and tricks and um, things that you can do to, to make yourself faster. So from your experience, Colin, whether in your own writing or from seeing what I've been doing, do you feel that this is the case that like you, you start to learn things that will make the process go faster? Well, of course you do. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's like anything. If you practice, 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 it just gets faster. I mean, yes, there is diminishing returns where you can only get so faster hitting the keyboard out and, you know, having words come out at the end of it. But you'll find that you'll instinctively learn how to write a lead into a chapter, a lead out of a chapter and mm-hmm. um, lead into paragraphs and out of paragraphs. And these things will come will become instinctive so fast that you won't have to actually think about doing them. It will just happen. All you'll have to think about is <laughs> which, which way you want to put your words and <laughs> right. what information you want to get into that chapter. You'll learn how to, 
you know, not necessarily space it out, I'm not talking about, you know, spacing and stuff, but how how many words you'll want in just that chapter right. to get what you're trying to think across. Sure. Yep. So yeah, I mean, practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Well, and I think for me, I think some of the ways that I've gotten so much better over the years, and it really is, I mean, you, if you get yourself hung up on one storyline for too long, you get stuck in that world and you get stuck in the story. And now you're nitpicking over sentence structure and word choices and all those things. And really, again, going back to oh, the I've diminishing returns, I've done that though. Plenty of, time, plenty of times, yeah. But then it, now it's like, are you actually enhancing the story or are you just nitpicking over the, the same verbiage that gets the same information across? I think you can do, but you once again, you've got to learn where to write and where to edit. Right. And a lot of that, once you've got pen to paper, is editing down the road. Well, and, and, you can't, and you know, a lot of that, you shouldn't even be editing your own work if you no. can help it. I mean, yeah. if, if you're just starting out and rapid releasing is new and publishing your own books is new and you don't have the funds to really afford an editor who can do it for you, then, you know, fair enough. Use Use a program like Autocrit or... Um, oh, I love that program. Yeah. I just got to say that is just... It, it's such a great program. program. Or even Grammarly. I mean, what whatever works, whatever fits in your budget. But at the same time, know that at a certain point, you, you do want to have someone else take a look at your words and polish it up to that level that is a little bit better. But that still makes the process faster because now you are no longer nitpicking over those words. You're letting someone who does that for a living, who understands grammar in a way that you probably don't even want to comprehend right now because... <laughs> and that's part of the problem. If, you know, if you don't, nobody wants to edit, not really. Yeah. And well, if you don't want to edit, you're gonna, it's going to be as painful as possible. Yeah. Everybody just wants to write. They just want to get their stories down. And unfortunately, we, you know, in this day and age, they have to be of a certain criteria and a certain format and a certain way. Otherwise, they get poo-pooed and... Flush down the toilet, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Sure, so. sure. Well, and that's kind of the whole concept of what we're talking about here. Can you actually write a good story quickly and, and publish it quickly? To me, it's yes, you can, but it. I, I agree. don't. Th- I, I don't I think, think you do yes, it. You can. I don't think you can do it alone either. I think if you want to be able to write a good story, you want to have a good team behind you, even if the only team member is your editor. Yep. You know what I mean? Just to be able Unless to. Unless you're an editor writing a story. Yeah, but if you're an editor writing a story, I think you you would be your own worst nightmare. Oh, I have <laughs> you, no doubt. You know what I mean? Because now not only are you the the creator of those words, but now you're trying to edit. Doctors make the worst patients. Yeah, I don't I don't know that that's you still want to pass that along. Right. <laughs> and besides that, you'd probably spend way more time editing your own work than you would uh, a client's. You know what I mean? Because now you're yeah. fiddling with it even more, so that would slow the process well, down. Well, the problem is your brain changes, and you know your the way you see things changes. You get older, so mm-hmm. what you've edited six months before you were like why the heck did i even write this this is not right and then you start again right and and then that it's that never-ending cycle of never finishing something yep so well with another thing with writing great books whether it be a rapid release book or not is that every time you write from start to finish your knowledge level increases like you just mentioned and i know that you're still working on your series but do you feel that your knowledge of how writing and publishing goes has changed since you first wrote rising Yes. That was convincing. <laughs> no, I, I'm trying to think. I'm thinking I've probably forgotten more than I know right now because it's been such a long time. But I guess I guess that's partly, that's partly due to laziness because I know I have someone in my office that can do a lot of this stuff. So <laughs> I try. I lose, the, I lose that stuff Who, to make rain. Whoever, would that be, pray tell? Else, I have not. Uh, kids. <laughs> 
you know, so yeah, I've since I've started, I have learned a heck of a lot. And since rounding up, rising, which as you know, I'd be pulling back and then redoing again. Right. I've learned, wow, you know, it's been 10, it's been 10, 15 years. Right. How could you have not learned anything else? But the good Whether news you is, to or not. you know, even, even in that 15 year span, even though rising is out there, the rest of the series isn't yet. For anyone else who's listening who wants to know, well, can you still rapid release even though you have your first book out? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because you can pull it back and then then launch the whole thing again. Or you could do like I did with Pendamus. I left Pendamus, the first book out there. It was a prime candidate for being able to pull it off the market and re-release as a brand new series again because not enough people would have seen the first time around. But I chose instead to rapid release the the last two. Even if that isn't, isn't that the reason we have first edition, second edition, third edition? Do yep. what you want. It's your book. Yep. Well, and if you're the master of your own publishing career, yep. i.e. being uh, an indie publisher, then you have a lot of that opportunity and a lot of well, the I growth to be able to do that. that's the biggest part and parcel of it, isn't it? That you, you're you master of your universe. You can do what the heck you want to do. Absolutely. Well, do you have any other takeaways or thoughts on like what makes a good novel, whether it be a rapid release novel or a normal you know bleed over your words kind of novel i think i think what i tell myself at least and i think i found myself telling you sometimes is stop messing with it too much just just write for the fun of it man because i think it gets we get so worked up with oh it's got to be like such and such it has to be this person down the road is doing it this way and you know it's that's must be the right way so i have to write like that or such and such is doing such and such just write for the fun of it man just write do a little bit of editing, throw it out there. If it's not what it once again, it depends what you're going for. Are you want to earn a heck ton of money or are you doing it just because you needed a story to get out? You know, right. where I sit in that, I sit just because I like to write for the fun of it and I want to just get a story out. I don't care whether people buy it or not. And that's a really good point, though. It's something that I didn't touch on where it's like your your goals of a like what it is you're trying to accomplish with that rapid released novel or series. It really has to do more with you know, whether or not it's good as well. If you're if you're trying to get it out there and your goal is to have it be a New York Times bestselling book where people are, you know, submitting accolades and, and it's winning awards and things like that, then yes, yeah. you want to ha- spend a little bit more time in the upfront yep. portion, but you can still rapid release. It just means yep. you're doing all the cleanup stuff like Colin had said before you go ahead and release it quickly. Because rapid release is really the publishing side of things. It's not necessarily the writing side of things. Although you can write it quickly and publish it quickly too. And well, that, that's a that different goal. That comes down to if you've released your first book and you had the intention of releasing one, two, three, four, five, six, however many, and you've mm-hmm. really released the first one, now you're time constrained to get the next one out. Sure. So yep. you've got to write that one a bit quick. Yep. So if you hadn't thought of doing your rapid release first and you put your first book out there and then just thought, oh, yeah, I'll try to get this next book done, it, it can be more stressful because yeah. you haven't planned for it. You haven't done the editorial calendar aspect of it in order to you know, put that whole project plan together and understand it from a, a larger perspective. But you can rapid release. But I mean, if your goal is just to earn money from your rapid release stories, there are authors who are killing it out there who are writing 40,000 words, 50,000 word books in a month, and they're rapid releasing it every single month because their goal is just to write a fun, quick, you know, beach read, so to speak, something yeah. that's going to be easy to a understand. Read, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, it doesn't have to be an overly complicated thing. And it can almost be cookie cuttered, you know, and it, yep. it doesn't mean their stories are, are bad in any way, shape or form. It just means it's more formulaic, maybe. Yeah. But other than that, the story itself can still be well written. It can still be well edited and they can still be earning a lot of money from 
that type of a novel. So, well, is there any other kind of questions or concepts that you can think of when at it least, comes to at least not for this time like i said you know yeah rapid releasing it can either be stressful or a lot of fun it just depends what you want from the end of it absolutely and it depends on the setup and thought process you have on how you're going to do it in the forefront yes so making sure that you I think understand that's the it. biggest part know why you want to do it do you really want to do it and if you do Make a plan for it. You could probably have a lot of fun doing it as well. Well, yeah, as long as you have your plan in motion so that you you know what you're going to be getting yourself into. So, well, thank you, Colin, for joining me today and being my first podcast guest. I appreciate it. You're most welcome. Thank you for having me, and hopefully you should see me again. (laughs) She'll see you again? I'll let you in like five minutes when I go and sit down over there. Well, I'll I'll see you just fine, but maybe they'll hear from you again. Oh, yeah, that's okay, yeah. Yeah, sure, that'll do. (laughs) All right, well, thank you, honey. (laughs) We'll talk to you later. Thank you. Okay, so writing with the idea of rapid releasing in mind doesn't necessarily make it a bad book. Think about this for a minute. Stephanie Meyer wrote Twilight in just three months. While it might not be the most incredible wordsmithing ever, the story itself won the hearts and minds of people everywhere around the world, and it became a huge sensation, obviously spawned all those movies. But she's not the only one. Robert Louis Stevenson wrote The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in two weeks. And that's just 14 days, my friend. Ray Bradbury wrote Fahrenheit 451 in just nine days, and he had two obnoxious, loud, crazy, chaotic kids running around the house. Only two. Mind you, I have way more than that, but still. <laughs> so stories that are good and that have staying power don't necessarily have to take a long time to write. The concept that books have to take that long time really is bunk. It stems from the good old days when it took one of the big five publishers to take your novel and get it out into the world because they were the gatekeepers, but they no longer are. As masters of our own universes, we now write as quickly as our hearts desire, and we can publish them as quickly too. Now, this isn't to say that quickly publishing books are all created equally, though. You still need a good editor if you want the masses to consume it. But even if you can't afford one, your novel could be a diamond in the rough. So publish it anyway. And when you have the opportunity to do better with it, that's when you do it. Now, just a reminder, if you do have questions, drop me a comment at our Author Revolution Facebook page, or if you're a student, go ahead and ask it in our online community. Be sure to head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 19 to visit the show notes. Next week, we're going to be talking about launches, and in particular, what to do when a new launch doesn't go overly well. I've had a couple of friends recently bring this one up to me, and I thought it would be a great podcast episode. So stay tuned and join me same time, same place next Wednesday. Hopefully, you're already subscribed to this podcast, but if you're not, please hit the subscribe button now. That way you can stay up to date on all the insights and tips to help transform your author career into a full-time gig. Because really, that's what the goal of all of this is. Am I right? Well, my friends, it's time for me to go. Go forth and be awesome.